When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Our very own James Steele, who works behind the scenes on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, We've been checking in with him from time to time today uh, because he, for, by, a, by a quirk of circumstance, like with the pandemic and everything, though he has three children, the youngest is two, the eldest is seven, he's never been alone with them overnight, right? Which so, blows my mind still. Right, right. So his wife is gone, and we were giving him so much stuff about like not having fed the kids yet when we mm-hmm. checked in with him the second time that he texted us a picture of him driving his three kids to get donuts. And that is the smartest move. Yes. That's such a dad move. He gets it. By the way, that's also what I do on a school day. Me too. Here, donuts. For some reason, you're allowed to give your kids dessert for breakfast. And it's okay. Well, you're still a good parent. In fairness, it was either that or like bran flakes, apparently. So I don't yeah, right. really have well, many options. I ain't eating the bran The flakes. great thing about it is that his wife is not there to give him grief about it. See, when I do it, my wife is actually home and... Because I, I get up early, and she comes there like, what did the kids eat? And I'm like, okay, we have donuts. I gave them this. She was like, but why would you give them that in the morning times? Right. Like, why would you give them Sprite in the morning or Kool-Aid? I, I, I'm like, she's like, I don't know. What am I, a child, like, children-rearing, yeah. child-rearing genius? Because they want I, you know, it. Because <laughs> they would eat it. I just give them anything. They would. Do you, are your kids picky eaters, by the way? They are. Yeah, mine too. Yep. Can't get them to eat anything. And then when I find something they will eat, I just keep giving it to them because they don't give me any problems about it. My son is like me. He does not eat the bottom of of hamburgers, the bun. He takes uh, them off. Huh. Wait, I, I do the same healthy. thing. I guess, it, what, what is it with you and burgers and wait, hot dogs? Wait, wait, He What? So what? his hand just what? touches the burger? Yes, he takes the bottom off and he eats the burger with just the top and the cheese and... Oh, and I see. I was going to say, why even keep the top on? Because that's got all the condiments and the cheese mm-hmm. and everything. But you also do this? Yeah, I do the same thing. That's, why not just fold in half? No, that's insane. That's just, it's entirely too much bread. It is a lot of bread. So we take it off. I don't know, guys. He's he starting to make a little sense. No, he's not. That's, that's ridiculous. Who, well, well who hold on. He the bottom of a burger. No, yeah. The biggest problem here is that your bun to burger ratio, like you got to buy the right bun for the right size burger. Do like, you? What are we okay, doing? wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Let's find out from Harry Douglas. Do you choose, do you select the burger buns at the store based on the thinness or thickness of the bun considering you will be taking the bottom half off? I like seed buns. All right, that doesn't answer the question, but I do too. I <laughs> like the those sesame are, seed are, buns. Those are, those are normally bigger. Ah. The seed buns. And why not fold it in half at that point so you eat it without getting I all the grease? I don't want a damn Taco Max. But you, but you, you, <laughs> I want a burger. No, you'd rather have an open-faced burger. No, so it's, actually, it's, but it's actually, not. It's the bottom. It's an open yeah, bottom the burger. Grease running on hot burger on your hand. I love I'm it. I'm so confused. How do you even by put this? your thumb? So do you, you can't even gloves? have a hot burger. The best burger to get: steak and shake. Take out that bottom bun, eat it. My son, my 
Daddy, daddy. So you're going to Steak and Shake and ordering one of their super greasy burgers yes. and drawing the line at the bottom bun? I'm taking it off. That's insane. And that, but remember when Steak and Shake, they used to put the condiments on the bottom of the bun. Now they do it at the top. Oh, I used had to request. It, had that were familiar? I tell them to put it on top. Harry Douglas, are you familiar with the pro- TV program Teen Titans Go? No. Oh, it's a good one. Your kids will get into Teen Titans Go. Ha- Harry, can, can now, I, the reason I, I asked that, oh, wait a minute, the reason I asked that is because they had an episode where there was a big debate between Beast Boy and Cyborg. Mm-hmm. The, the most perfect food, like the better food, burrito, oh, sorry, it was, uh, was it burrito or taco? Or it was taco or burger. Which is the, I, I ta- go burger. I'm taking burger. I go burger. All I think day. the burger is a perfect food, no bones, delicious, got all your food groups in every bite, handy, because, but once you take the bottom bun off, You've, you've undone part of the beauty of the burger, Harry. Well, I have to watch my figure still, Max. You know, former athlete, don't want to mm-hmm. get bloated and stuff. I don't want all those, what is it, carbs? I don't get want... a gluten-free bun or could, something. Could, what, what, is, what is bread? Is that a carb? Yeah. Yes. Uh, carbs. There we go. Could yeah, I, I don't even know. Carb. You're taking the bottom bun off, and you don't even know why. First of all, he's so full of it. I see what he has for breakfast. Harry, you do not eat healthy breakfast. <laughs> like, what are you talking I don't know how you stay in good shape because you do not. What did you? I saw him eating breakfast the other day in the break room. What was that? What were you having for I breakfast? Had, um, I had chicken teriyaki with like some rice and all that stuff. Yeah, for breakfast, rice, literally rice for is breakfast. Rice the same as having bread, basically. Oh no! But is I don't it want, brown I don't, rice? No, I don't uh, want too much bread though. I don't want too much bread. The bottom bun is terrible. To each his own. And the crust on bread is can, sandwich bread is terrible. Can I offer well. an option of maybe like no bread, putting just the condiments and the toppings on top of the burger? You know, the fu- maybe having knife. and then maybe having two patties because then you get more meat. Like I've done that before though. That, like, why not just go that? Like, why even You're waste? Why not just not order because, a burger at that because point? Because I want some of the bread. I just don't want all of the bread, You're, okay? Would, it's my choice. Fold, fold it in half, and then you got the same amount of bread, but at least your hand's not on the burger itself. How do you eat it when it's hot? So you can't have a I, hot so, burger. So I hold the, the top bread in the palm of my hand, all right. and, I, and I bite it. I bite into it. Terrible. Hold on. So it's like a boat. It's like a burger boat. Like, I flip it over. Uh-huh. And I eat it that way. So it is an open-faced burger. Oh, God, guys, point. all of this, you know, the thinnest part of the bun is that little thin bottom part. All of that. But the texture, that little... the texture of the bottom bun, I don't like the texture of the bottom Why, bun Why, it gets either. too soggy? Like, it's just, it's not the same as the top top bun. It's not the same. Harry Douglas I need to hear from me. callers on this. Like, should Harry Douglas be allowed to fill in on this show anymore based on his terrible opinion of how you should eat a hamburger. Hey, I mean, you took it a little far, didn't you? Yeah. All right, fine. Like, how, how do you feel about Harry Douglas's... Should Harry Douglas go to jail for the, re- for the way yeah, he sure. eats a burger? I, mean, I thought you, Max, I thought you, you guys loved me there, here. Sure. Should he feel it on this show again? Because he doesn't like the bottom of the bun. three minutes ago when I learned that you eat a hamburger like a serial killer. When I learned that, that... I, I push the wrong button. First of all, we're alone in the studio. As Evan says that, I look into Harry Douglas's eyes, and now I'm not sure what, what's going on over here. Well, you look into his eye. You only have the one. Well, I look. Well, no, I look. He has two eyes. I got the one eye. Are you really? I am what at, I am. Are you really looking into my eyes, Max? Uh, yes. I don't know. I could, actually, you're right in my blind spot right now. I have a detached retina, everybody. That's right. I'm a hero who comes to work. You know how many people would just skip work with a detached retina? It requires emergency surgery. In fact, I'm not even supposed to get all riled up, and here I am, selling out in the summer book <laughs> during vacation days. That's right. It's not nearly enough, but I'll take what I can get. Um, 
So we got the latest from Woj on Kyrie. If he can't reach an agreement to stay with Brooklyn, he has a list of teams. He'd like them to consider on sign and trades. Okay, so who is the list of teams? The Los Angeles Lakers. Discount. The Los Angeles, well, whatever you want. The Clippers. I refuse to call them Los Angeles Clippers. The Clippers. The Knicks. Bums. Who said that? Harry, that's not nice to call them <laughs> bums. That's unprofessional. The Miami Heat. Ooh, wonder if Pat Riley would be interested in Kyrie Irving. Well, they did lack scoring a lot of it when it came to the Eastern Conference Finals. The Dallas Mavericks. Luca, Luca, Luca. The Philadelphia 76ers. What? None of those teams have the cap space to sign them without the Nets' help. And why would the Nets help them? Right? What does this mean for the Nets? What does it mean for KD? Most importantly, we now have the teams that Kyrie is supposedly interested in. I mean, obviously, this is also a leverage play against the Nets so he can get all his money guaranteed. But what's the best fit for Kyrie? How surprised are you that the Lakers are on the list and he wants to reunite with LeBron James? So many questions. If only we had someone with some opinions. Who could we get who's very opinionated, knows basketball, works at ESPN? Who, who, let me think. Evan Wilner? No. He's just a producer. Harry? No. James Steele? He's, he's got his hands busy with the three kids right now. Literally. Hands busy. Hands full. Yeah, hands oh, full. Sugar morning. Hands full. You know when you have the third kid, you're in his own defense anyway. And oh, yes. Now once the one parent isn't there, who could we get? Let's bring Alan Hahn into this conversation. All right. Alan, what do you think of this trade list from Kyrie? It's hilarious, but don't you think, I think the one we're forgetting that the funniest of all might be trolling is the Sixers one. They just got James Harden, who did everything he could to get the hell away from him. Oh, now the Sixers are going to, yeah, let's bring in Kyrie, because I know James will love that. That that one actually, I think, lets you know that the list is just straight up trolling, right? Is it trolling, or is it? Like, if he put the Celtics, if he, like, why not just throw the Celtics on that list? You know, <laughs> you know, at that point, and I mean, Cavs. James Harden did whatever he could to get the hell away from you. And you're like, yeah, I think the Sixers are a team I'd like to go to. Like, wh- you know, why would I you lo- do that? I look at this, Alan, and it's like, look, if I'm the Nets, am I playing games with Kyrie's money knowing that his guy is KD? And if KD ultimately tells me you either pay the dude or I'm out, I'm going to pay him. But is this but, you know, on the other hand, they also have to recognize when I look at the Nets, if they can just stay healthy. KD, Kyrie, Ben Simmons, Joe Harris. Like, they have a lot there. And given what KD's gone through to get to this point, he cannot have played with Kyrie. And after Steph wins championships without him, Kyrie's already won with LeBron and have it not work out in Brooklyn. So there is some leverage from the team. Isn't this just, like, who who do you think has the leverage here? How does this resolve? Well, I think the Nets have the leverage if they have the the gumption, for lack of a better word, uh, to, to stare this thing down and just say, go ahead. Go ahead. See if you can find a team that will be able to give you what you want because there might be teams that want you. I think the Lakers – I really believe the Lakers want him. I believe LeBron wants to bring him in there. I believe that's a real thing. But they have no means to do it. So if I'm Sean Marks and Joe Sy, I'm looking right at them. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go kicking and screaming. You go ahead and walk away from $36 million. You go ahead and do that and see how this ends up. We're willing to at least give you that and a little bit of a guarantee but not an entire one. So which way do you want to go? 
That I think is what it is. You, that's the leverage that's there. There's no real leverage, and and what Kyrie's doing is using KD as his leverage, which you know I'm not buying that either. I've never known Kevin Durant to ever say I'm not playing basketball because I'm not happy. I mean, he's a, he'll do a lot of things on Twitter. He'll do a lot of things, but I've never known him to be that's a guy a that point. doesn't want to play basketball. He loves to play. That's a good point. It's also as you say, like it's hard to imagine. Okay, you're giving me a max deal, but you're not guaranteeing the final two years. And because I don't like that so much, I'm willing to pay, play for $6 million. Like, that's also hard <laughs> exactly. to believe. Yeah, that's horrific. Exactly. So that would be my response. Go ahead. Like, go ahead and see how this works out. It's not going to work out for you because none of these other situations are real. Now, I was just thinking while we were talking, though, the Sixers thing, actually, in a way, if you're Philly, which is the lesser of two evils, giving James Harden – a uh, a max deal fully guaranteed or trading him for Kyrie I, I think if you trade him for Kyrie Go ahead give him back Kevin here's your guy James Harden you get him back and then you give us that guy and we put him with Joel Embiid Is that that crazy? I don't know. But but I think if you, if you trade ugly. if you trade <laughs> it is. Kyrie to the Philadelphia 76ers I think it stops the growth of Tyrese Maxey I, I honestly believe that Oh, it it could, but in the end, this is all hypothetical. I'm sure Pat Costello is probably cutting me off at this point. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, when you're trying to I, – I, really, I've thought a lot about this. Yesterday at the draft, having a lot of NBA people around, I mean, it's all everybody was talking about. So it's so many different people with different opinions about it in the league. And everybody kept coming up with the same thing. There's nothing really – none of those teams that he would have on this list of preferred places, none of them have the means to get him, and only one of them makes sense, and that would be the Lakers. Okay. Um, Alan Hahn, host of Barton Hahn, terrific show here on ESPN Radio, is with us, Keyshawn J. Will and Max. You can go ahead and say it's the best show on ESPN Radio. Well, like. Alan, Alan Bart, Bart is not here, so you don't need to talk yourself into a corner. <laughs> Bart will usually do that for you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Next thing you know, like Alan's going to be shot out of a cannon, right? But by the time Bart is, how did I find? I... He's going to be jumping over Snake Canyon. What? How did Bart talk me into this? Your honeymooners reference is still to me the best, the perfect reference to everything that just happened over the last couple of months. Yeah, yes. there's a great honeymooners episode, uh, Harry. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the honeymooners. It's only the greatest sitcom of all time, where where they're in a pool hall and there's this. Big dude in the pool hall. And Norton starts talking and talks Ralph into, my friend's not scared of you. And he talks (laughs) him into a fight with this guy. And when when, uh, he'll meet you anytime, anyplace. And when the guy leaves, he goes, Ralph, what'd you pick a fight with that big guy for? (laughs) That's Bart. Bart is your Ed Norton. Yes. Yeah. All right, listen. Adrian Wojnarowski, ESPN NBA insider on ESPN. Why the Knicks, Allen, decided to uh, trade the 11th pick. The goal for this Knicks team right now, gather up assets using those first-round picks that they can use in future trades and get salary cap space to make a run in free agency at Dallas Mavericks guard Jalen Brunson. And their goal is to try to lure Brunson to New York, his former agent. Leon Rose is the president of the Knicks, and they just hired his father, Rick Brunson, as an assistant coach. I'll tell you what, if they don't get him and they have the former agent and his dad and Jalen still goes, yeah, I'm going to stay in Dallas. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's going to be a lot of problems. I mean, they have known they have known Jalen since he was born, literally. Like Tom Thibodeau, all of them. They've all, Leon, 
They've known him since he was a baby. So, like, the minute all that stuff went down and they packaged Kemba, they move away from that contract. Now they officially don't have a starting point guard, right? And they do what they do with all these draft picks. Now, I'll get to the whole picks thing in a minute here and the assets that they are going to say that they have. But this alone, just to clear the cap space, and there'll probably be a couple more moves they have to do, a couple of expirings they're going to have to move on from. But the idea is clearly they're all in on Jalen Brunson. And if you would think they probably have pretty good information that Jalen Brunson would like to come here. You, I mean, how much more connection would you need to have about the former agent and his father? If you don't have inside information and he ends up not coming, boy, that's going to that's going to be really Alan, embarrassing. Alan, I have a question though. Mm-hmm. It, so maybe they look at Brunson and think the way Maury looked at James Harden. Actually, he's uh, people know he's good. He's actually much better than people even know. But I look at Brunson. I think he's a nice player. Mm-hmm. He's small. Yes. Right? He doesn't exactly shoot the lights out. Like, what does he nope. do so good? When I look at the four point guards connected to the Knicks, at least in name, Kyrie Irving, Malcolm Brogdon, Donovan Mitchell, or guards, Jalen Brunson. By the way, Jaden Ivey, who wound up going to Detroit, say yeah. five. The, the right. one who would be last on my list, not okay. that he's a bad player, would be Jalen Brunson. They're moving heaven and earth for the fifth out of well, five? Not heaven and earth, to be honest with you. I mean, that's a little dramatic, but I will say Venus this. And, and Jupiter? <laughs> I, I, <you> know. <laughs> I mean, just moving some sand, basically. But you, you also have to understand that all those other guards you named are not gettable. The four pick, fifth pick, they were not get the Pistons. I was told when the Knicks tried to offer something for the fifth pick, the Pistons laughed. They said, "No, we're not trading this pick," because they kind of had a feeling that the Kings knew the kid doesn't want to come here. We're passing on him, and the Pistons said, "We're not passing on him." His dad, remember their family, they've got Detroit ties. Mm-hmm. The grandfather oh, played for, for sure. the Lions. His yeah, father, yeah. you know, played for the Ravens. He played with Bart Scott. Mother, everybody's from Detroit. Mother played yeah. for the. Uh, WNBA right, team. She played for the Shock, right? Yeah. I believe as Detroit well. Shock. So you got a lot of uh, a lot of a connection there. So that just felt like that was going to happen. Um, so that that were never going to get that pick. So it sounded great. It would have been awesome. I loved the I loved the kid as a player. I loved talking to him last night. By the way, uh, some of the stuff he said, but it wasn't going to happen. So that's not reality. Kyrie's not reality. It's not okay. Right. And then Donovan Mitchell. I want that to be reality. I've tried to speak it into existence. It still is. Doesn't seem like it's going to happen. Danny Ainge is the one that has to make that deal, and we all know Danny Ainge has to win every trade; otherwise, it's not going to happen. <laughs> right. So, but Brogdon, at least, bro- listen. No, Brogdon's no, a not, nice no. player. At least again, what did the the Pacers wanted a lottery pick for him? So they they, that, they were asking so wait, wait, for a wait, lottery Alan. pick. They so wanted do you mean the to tell me pick for him? So do you mean to tell me that the Knicks, mm-hmm. after all this retooling and stockpiling resources, and for some reason doubling down on Tom Thibodeau? who does not usually advance in the playoffs very far because the team is burnt by the time you get there. and all to the... a conference finals, but okay. Uh, oh, okay, but come on. Like, that's not exactly like the players around the league are going, oh, I got to get to a Thibodeau team, most of them. Uh, after all of this, they don't have the resources necessary to get a Malcolm Brogdon, who's a nice, not a great player, well, but a nice no, no. player. You didn't, you didn't hear me. They didn't want to pay the price. Would you give up a, a, a lottery pick for Malcolm Brogdon at 29 years old with three years and 20-plus million left? Not for this for a guy that has team, played no. 54 no. games in the last – the no. most he's played is 56 games in the last three years. So you're going to give up the 11th pick, no. or are you go- – now, am I defending this? Because now you're making me defend it. I, I can't stand it. You really are. Yeah. Because – I I really don't love this. I feel like this is almost like pushing the uh, – what did they do? They, they, they pushed the deadline 
They right? kick the can. Do they kick the kick can the, down the road? That's what it is. Kick okay. the can. That's your favorite saying. Kick, kick the, can the can down the road. Down the road. And that's what it feels like. This is is mm-hmm. hey. We have, what is it, is it seven first-round picks in the next three years or 11 in the next four, whatever. Look at all these draft picks we have. But there's so many protections on some of these picks that they might not even be real first-round picks. So superficially, it looks like they're stockpiling picks for a big trade to come where if Donovan Mitchell suddenly is available, they can say, we'll send you five first-round picks. How do you say no to that? So maybe that's what this is about, but it's more waiting. And all Jalen Brunson is, to me, is the best option for right now. He's Mr. Right Now. He might not be Mr. Right, but it's Mr. Right Now. And it's still better than anything they have, but it doesn't make them, and this is where I agree with you, Max, they have not advanced the cause. Have they gotten better or at least you know, mediocrely better if they do get Jalen Brunson? Yes, but are they better than what they were two years ago as a one-and-done in the playoffs team? I'd have to argue no. I like Brunson a lot. I like I, I covered the Western Conference Finals for us, so I got to see him up close and personal and watched him, and I saw what he can do, get into the paint. He can score. But do I feel like it advances the cause? I do not. And, Han, when we say waiting, I want all the Knicks fans to listen to me. You wouldn't even be in this situation. You have to remember this organization passed on Donovan Mitchell, passed on Steph Curry, Passed on Tyrese Halliburton. Did not, did not pass on Steph Curry. Whatever. Uh, I'm not a, whatever. No, no, that's no. my Harry, story. I'm going to stick it to it. Let, let me finish my list. Shea Gilchrist Alexander. Yes. Kyle yes. Lowry. Yes. Okay, so they pass on all this. You get the drift. Yeah, I don't know why you need to remind me of this. It's way too early in the morning to be depressing. All like those that. happen to be point guards and guys you know, I have that they a bu- I'm writing a book had. about this. What could have been. <laughs> right hey, Alan, more, more importantly than any of this, okay? What would you say if you knew a coworker, fellow ESPN coworker, yeah. had a detached retina with slightly blurry vision and yet mm. came to work anyway that day? A what? A, a detached retina and right. came to work anyway. Came to work, Alan, to with do, a detached retina. To do radio? Yes. So it's not a detached, like, you know, vocal cord. No, it's a retina. <laughs> Retina. How do you <laughs> right, how so, do you read the copy with slightly blurry vision even? Well, and yet now, I'm doing how, it. How long have you been doing the show? You've been uh, doing the show for half a year. I, know, now, I didn't least, ma- right? major in math, but I want to say around ten months. Okay, so by now, wouldn't most of the reads be just burned it to memory? You heard him, everybody. Alan Hahn, blown away with the heroism <laughs> of yours truly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you, Alan. And of course, you can hear. Allen with Bart Scott. What trouble will Bart Scott get Allen into this week? <laughs> the Honeymooners. With your stars, Bart Scott, Allen Hahn. Thanks, Allen, as always. All right. Keyshawn J. Willimax is presented by Progressive Insurance. And now a no-frills ad brought to you by Progressive Insurance. And here it is. You could save big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive. See, that's it. Just a good old-fashioned, straightforward ad. See if you could save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE or Progressive.com. Much more on Kyrie's trade wish list from the man himself, Adrian Wojnarowski. Woj, next on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80.
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Well, there's big news in the NBA, so who do we go out and get you? None other than Adrian Wojnarowski, ESPN senior NBA insider, host of the Woj pod and lobber of Woj bombs. What's going on, Woj? Good morning, guys. Good morning. Looking I'm very good this morning, too, this my man. Morning. Thank you. Yeah, Woj is very stylish. Look yes. at this with the whole thing. They, and they the... told me I'd be on TV. <laughs> no, there it goes. <laughs> Uh, what's the latest on Kyrie and this wish list of his, Woj, if they, they can't come to an agreement with the Nets? Well, it's his wish list. I'm not sure that among some of the other teams reported, he's a wish of theirs. <laughs> yeah, right. I can make a wish list too. Yeah. You know? yeah, right. Uh, none of these teams have the salary cap space, of course, to sign him outright uh, you know, to the kind of deal that he could get by opting into the Nets or negotiating something longer term with Brooklyn. Uh, the Lakers are the one team among the group that we reported on, Lakers, Clippers, Knicks, Philadelphia, Dallas, Miami. The Lakers are the one team that would very much like to have Kyrie Irving. They can only do it on, right now, uh, essentially a $6 million uh, exception. He's looking at a $36 million opt-in in in Brooklyn. And so, uh, listen, I think talks are – it's in a pretty perilous place right now with Brooklyn – and Kyrie Irving, and obviously... Um, is it really perilous, Woj, or is this just leverage players that actually become perilous? It's This is not a normal leverage situation. This is not a normal negotiation. And, and technically, they can't be negotiating on... They can negotiate off of that, to be clear, that $36 million option, he can opt into it, and they can do an extension off of that. If he's going to opt out and become a free agent, that's something you've got to negotiate after once free agency starts. But, uh, yeah, this is a situation that um, is murky right now about what Kyrie Irving's future, if he's going to have a future in Brooklyn, and then obviously how that impacts Kevin Durant and his desire to move forward with the Nets. Now, he's in a much different situation. He's under contract for another four years. He's just, he just has that new extension that kicks in. Um, but, you know, there's no question those two have been attached. They have been linked. 
uh, from the very beginning. They came here together, and they've they made it pretty clear, very clear, that they want to still be together. They don't want to be separated. Uh, so um, there's a lot to work out here in the next several days, uh, week, week plus, between the Nets, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant to see what, in any structure, this thing can still be moving forward. So, well, you, you bring up the Lakers, and it's a possibility, maybe a small one, but it's a possibility that Kyrie can go to the Los Angeles Lakers. What is his relationship with Le- LeBron James at this moment? I think it's absolutely good enough to play together. I think the relationships are a lot less important if you're the Lakers when you are as talent-starved as they are. You get over past issues quickly when you see a chance to bring in a talent whatever risk comes with that because you know right now you're not good enough. And he can shoot the lights out. They need shooting. Would you say they're desperate, the Lakers? Sure. Given LeBron James's advancing age, where he is in his career, and Anthony Davis, we even healthy that team, we know they're not good enough. But adding Kyrie Irving to that team, obviously, um changes that dynamic. I don't think there's any issues. The, the issue is not the relationships. I think the relationship is fine to go and play together, uh, more than fine. The question is, does Kyrie Irving take the financial hit this year? Again, $6 million exception he could sign versus a $36 million opt-in in Brooklyn, or he could opt out in Brooklyn and re-sign on, let's say, a two-year deal at $42 million. He gets a raise off of that. Now, remember last year, now you would say – in almost every case in the NBA, in any sport, you'd say that player's not going to give up that amount of money. He's just, that, that doesn't happen. People can threaten it, talk it. But Kyrie Irving did give up about $17 million last year by not getting vaccinated. And perhaps that contributed to uh, a shoe deal, uh, an extension on a, on a very significant shoe deal that's not there now. And so... He has the courage of his convictions. Yeah, I think to say, hey, he won't do that, I think he's shown you that he's willing to take a financial hit that many other players or individuals, not just players, management, coaches, anybody would not take. Woj, I'm being told that you have dressed so to the nines today that they insist on putting you on TV as soon as possible and so that you are now required um, to leave us and go over to be on TV. And so uh, we have to uh, bid you adieu before I get in trouble for keeping you here too long. Well, good to be with you guys. As, as always. always. Don't leave as your jacket always. in the room. Ask Dan Graziano. I'll slip They'll it on my it. shoulders. By the I way, steal it, Woj. Sneak- no, I'll wear it. Some, Harry, someone will steal it. I thought you said someone will steal it. <laughs> Harry, did you hear that, <laughs> I know sneaky, Harry that sneaky Woj bomb? That this is not, like, it, he said perilous about Kyrie. In other words, this is not, you know, there's this kind of feeling like, yeah, they'll work it out. And according to Adrian Wojnarowski, this is not everyday stuff that we're seeing going on here as Woj exits stage right to go beyond TV. Look at that outfit. All right, that's Woj giving you the straight talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Harry, does your, your brother was drafted in the first round? Yep, to the Knicks, last pick in the draft. Well, the, draft it to the Lakers and then trade it to the Knicks. Whoa, that's the two marquee franchises. Yeah. Yep. Opposite ends of the spectrum, but still. Definitely. <laughs> played in the NBA? Yep. You played in the NFL? Does Kyrie make the Lakers an immediate title contender, in your opinion? 
No. Really? Not a, not a contender. Not what I look at what's everything everything that's going on in the Western Conference. You look at the Clippers with a healthy Kawhi and PG. You look at what the Warriors are going to be next year, adding James Wiseman to the mix. Jonathan Kaminga playing a lot more. Moses Moody probably getting some playing time. Uh, you look at the New Orleans Pelicans and what they're going to be able to be with Zion coming back and then Dyson Daniels drafting him. You look at those, te- those teams, the Phoenix Suns, the the Minnesota Timberwolves, it's not going to get easy for the Los Angeles Lakers, especially in a year that I think a lot of teams are going to have their health. You look at the Denver Nuggets. They're going to get back their two guys in Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. So it's not going to get easy for the Lakers. That's probably why they're in desperation mode like Wolves just talked about. I got to say, you might be right, but I think if your core is LeBron James, and let's say LeBron on a per-game basis, is as good as he was this year, even 5% less, but mm-hmm. he's still more or less the same player, MVP caliber, but he gets into at least 65 games, okay? And those games, you know, he's healthy when the playoffs roll around. And the same thing with AD. See, that's he's the only, a, that's the only, okay, that's the sad factor for me. But AD used to play 60 games a year, right? So mm-hmm. that's like mm, three-quarters of the games. If AD can get into 75, unless we believe that AD is done playing 75% of the games, even in a year, I don't think he's done doing that. Let's say he can do that again and play at the level more or less we saw him play when last seen. Even if it's a little bit, take a little edge off. And you add Kyrie to that. Now, I know it's a lot of ifs, but the other, the rest of it is details. Like the rest of it, you can fill out that roster. I don't know. I think if they get Kyrie, the biggest criticism of Dak we've heard in years is next on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com.
Harry Douglas. Has terrible food takes. Whoa, Harry can, Douglas can you let? Has terrible can food you takes. please let no, because, Max bring us no, in? Please, I can't because we have three minutes and we got to get to this. And there's a lot to get to. So Harry Douglas told us earlier in the hour that he eats a hamburger with the top bun and not the bottom bun. It what? makes zero sense. What? I said on the show and I stand by this. He turns point. it upside down. To, let, let, let's be fair. He turns it upside down so the top becomes the bottom and it becomes an open face yeah, burger. Yeah, it's super weird. Anyway, Very weird. Harry defended this. It's un- indefensible. I said the point that I don't think Harry, as the producer of the show, maybe Harry shouldn't fill in anymore. Harry, you got a text from a family member saying, wait, because of the way you eat hamburgers, you don't get to work on the show. My defense to that is I don't trust someone who eats a hamburger that way, and I can't work with you, Harry, if I can't trust you. Well, so that is my defense yeah. for taking you off the show. He's so angry. Because of the way you eat hamburgers. Well, by the grace of God, by the grace of God, by the grace of God, Evan, uh, you are running from the show because you don't I'm even want to be on the show any- anymore. No, so no, you're not. No. After a few no, days, no. you won't even no, be the producer no, of the show. Now wait a minute, no, Evan. No, no, Let Harry. me finish, Evan. Let me Harry's finish. Harry's making a good point here. You won't even be the producer of this show anymore. So uh, it's been fun working with you. Harry's you know making a good point. Harry will appear on this show going forward. I'm quite sure. You know what, what about Evan? Justin, are you listening? I stay. I'm staying on KJM so I can ban Harry Douglas from ever Street filling in again. Street runner. Street I will stay on this show just to keep you from filling in anymore because I cannot trust you in your terrible. His true colors really showed. He's Harry. running away from the show. He doesn't want to be here anymore. So therefore, after these few days is over with, not, I don't have to answer Harry, to Evan anymore. I'm not Harry, running away from the undoing... show. I'm running away from Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Yeah, you're undoing all our hard work that we did to get Evan moved off the show, and now he's going to. Stay on just out of spite. <laughs> He's going to stay on just out of spite. Yeah, it is very, it is, Harry, I have to tell you, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me that you take off the bottom part of the bun, which is the thinner part. You're not even saving that many, you know, grams of carbs or anything like that, but you are making the eating of the burger much more awkward, and that's one of the main uh, 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 attractive components of a burger, right? One of the main selling points is it's easy to eat on top of everything else. No bones. It fits it in your hands. It has to make sense to y'all or me since it's going in my mouth and down my body. Mm-hmm. It has to make sense to me and only me. I don't care what anybody else thinks. That's the way I'm going to eat my burger. And that's the way my two-year-old son. Ketchup and mayo only. Mayo. See, right away, no good. No. Let me tell you how to do a burger. Ooh. Evan is running away from KJM. I can't believe it. The cheese, of course. You do not believe it. You can do ketchup and mustard. I'll throw some onions on Ew. there. Tomatoes. Oh, yeah. Mustard is terrible. What? This is an outrage. We're back in 10 seconds. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers, Harry Douglas, in for both Key and Jay today. I'm Max Kellerman, and yes, yes, I know, I know. Heroic. Here I am at work. Ryan Clark, ESPN NFL analyst, among other things. Ryan... What would you say if you know a coworker with a detached retina, Ryan, came into work anyway, did not use that as an excuse, but was here hosting a national radio show? Heroic, no? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's certainly heroic. Maybe not as heroic as a boxer yeah. showing up to work well, with a detached retina, yeah. uh, but, but definitely a guy who knows boxing. That's right. Sugar Ray Kellerman yeah, right that's... here, Ryan. Sugar Ray Kellerman. <laughs> Wait, listen. RC, RC. First of all, your podcast, man, you're killing the game. Oh, Heavyweight bro. guests, you get them to say things you don't hear anywhere else. I just need to throw that out there. But pivot, man, Thank you're you, killing bro. it. But 
Thank you. I need, you need to listen to Harry Douglas, who is working his – he's trying to be where Ryan Clark is, former football player, shows and podcasts and everything on the biggest shows. Now, I don't know – if his diet is going to help him or not. Harry, please ex- describe to Ryan how you eat a burger. So, Ryan, when I eat my hamburger, first I like it with cheese, ketchup, and mayo only. But I do not, okay. I do, I do not like the bottom bun. So I take the bottom bun off, and I eat my burger that way. Terrible. And nothing wrong with, n- nothing's wrong with that. You eat that, you, you lessen the carbs, right? You. There are not as many carbs. You take the bottom bun off. It's a little harder than the top bun. My question is this, though. Does he use a fork and a knife? Hell no. I eat it with my hands. Oh, he, oh well, he's still a G then. I'm with that. Hold on. I'm wait, okay Ryan, with Ryan, the bottom part of the bun has been the carb count you're saving. Most of the carbs is in the top. So you're not hardly even <laughs> saving any carbs. The only part of, part of the greatness of the cheeseburger or the burger is that it fits in your hand. It's handheld, it's easy to eat. No bones. Got all your food groups in every bite. Why is he making it more difficult? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, that's a wide receiver for you, though, Max. You're always trying to add extra to things. March to so, the You get used to those guys doing those type of things when you're in the locker room. March Max. to the beat of your own drum. I bet you eat a cheeseburger like a burger like a regular person, right, Ryan? Yeah, well, I mean, why am I going to eat a burger if I'm not going to enjoy the whole thing? Yeah, right. But I still understand what Harry's doing because when I played, I just only ate the patty anyway. Now, you're, so like, I get you're just a couple of undersized NFL players standing up for each other. You don't, you're not fooling me for a second. <laughs> it's a brotherhood, baby. For a second. <laughs> we locked hey, in. <laughs> I mentioned the Pivot podcast. That's Ryan Clark's podcast, where you had Jets wide receiver Garrett Wilson earlier this week, Ryan. And, and by the way, the thing I really like about your pod is, you, you know, you are genuinely curious, and you, you, you can see that. And as a result of that, you're eliciting genuine responses and finding out stuff that you that unless you – uh, uh, consume the Pivot podcast, you won't find out other places. Here is what Garrett Wilson had to say about rookie dinners. And then you and Harry can react to this. Uh, they did tell me about the dinner. I got to take all the receivers to a dinner. That's going to be cool. I'm excited for that. It's not going to be cool. You know they're going to run that bill up? Like 75000 Oh, yeah. You, you mean like the, the, the Louis the 13th you're going to have to buy at the restaurant? I'm, nah, they ain't, they ain't doing me for 75K. I ain't going to fake it. Nah, That's, nah, nah. It's the it rookie dinner. It's all of y'all. You're the 10th pick of the draft, too. They know you got 20 guaranteed. Wait, what you say, rookie dinner? It's, he, thinks it, he thinks it's his decision. <laughs> it was so cute. It was so cute. Hey, hey listen. RC, the funnier part about it, it all is that he thought it actually is his decision. That's the funniest, funniest yeah. thing about it all. Yeah, he thought he thought that it was like a group going out to dinner and there was they were going to have fun and have camaraderie and build chemistry. That's not what the rookie dinner is for. The rookie dinner is to make the rookie understand the rite of passage it is to buy everybody enormous amounts of food that they aren't going to eat, to buy everybody drinks that they're not going to drink. That's what the rookie dinner is about. And to see that tab go up and up and up. But it was cool though because he's just you know, he's a naive, a naive little kid from the Ohio State University. So it, it was fun to be the first one to break it to him that, no, the rookie dinner is not cool. What did you spend on your rookie dinner, uh, RC? So I didn't spend a lot because I was undrafted. Oh, right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and right. So, so they was, knew you didn't have yeah, the bank was, for it out of college. It, exactly. And I had guys like, you know, Jason Seahorn, Sean Williams, uh, Omar Stoudemire in New York. And so we kind of went on – a rookie dinner. Mine was kind of a rookie dinner together because we didn't have a draft pick 
in the secondary that year. So I pretty much, I made it out pretty well. RC, my, my rookie year, I remember we played in the playoff game in Arizona, at Arizona. The entire offense goes to Cheesecake Factory, right? So everyone's getting up, walking, like acting like they're going to pick the cheesecake that they want. And I'm like, why are they going to pick the cheesecake? They can just tell the waitress what damn cheesecake they want. So come to find Left out, everybody's walking out. So I go to get up. So, you know, Roddy, Roddy White, my big brother, love him like no other. He says, sit your ass down. And I'm like, sit down. <laughs> He was like, you, you paying for the entire offense dinner. And I was like, all I could say in my mind is like, I hope my card doesn't decline. Because you know your rookie year, you're still, you're still cheap. So you're not trying to spin and you don't have all kind of American Express cards. And well, at least you were you a third-round pick. <laughs> See, Ryan and me were undrafted, so our experience was different. I was also undrafted and didn't have to pay anything. What's the most you ever seen spent at a, at a rookie dinner, RC? When you said 75, you're just scaring them, right? Oh yeah, seventy five is scary, especially depending on on, on what you're going to do. Um, I've seen guys spend twenty five. I've seen guys spend thirty. Uh, Willie Waste Cologne actually punched one of the <laughs> veterans in the face during his rookie dinner because he told him, he said, "Look, bro, he said, look, bro, I'm not spending any more money. Like this is it." And the dude was like, "Nah, you gonna spend on whatever I buy and order an extra drink." And so Willie Cologne had had it up to here, man. He had enough. And so he just punched him in the face in the restaurant. Oh, that's so good. What <laughs> happened? What, hold on. Who'd he hit? Oh, you can't uh, say Chucky that. Chucky Okobi. Chucky Okobi was the, was the veteran at the time. He was our backup center. Uh, he's also a rapper. So, um, but so yeah, what happened? Come on, rapper can't just face. get punched in the face and not do anything about it? What, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Escalate. Well, 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 you, you got you to break up the fight, uh, Max. You don't need the, the football players in the restaurant. Tearing it up. We have enough nice. stereotypes about us. We don't need to. Didn't you say he was a center? Didn't you wait a minute? Didn't you say he was a center? Oh, sorry. Yeah, never mind. Center, okay, yeah. No, yeah, never mind. I just figured the center maybe profiled a certain way. Look, Chris Canty <laughs> said on the show RC yesterday that nobody has done less with more at quarterback than Dak Prescott. Do you agree with that? Wow. Wow. You know that's a that, that, that's a heavy question. You know, um, I, I don't believe that. Um, I believe that their failures have been team failures. I believe that Dak Prescott has played well enough in, in spots. But if you go back to the playoff game last year against San Francisco, I don't care if you have Tom Brady. I don't care if you have Steve Young, Joe Montana. None of those guys are able to perform behind that offensive line that was just getting ran through like a piece of wet uh, toilet paper throughout the, throughout the game. And so I don't necessarily know if you can put that all on Dak Prescott, I think some of that goes on Jason Garrett. I think some of that goes on Mike McCarthy. Uh, does, does Dak have to be better than he was late last year? Absolutely. But I'm not going to say no quarterback has done, um, you know, less but with who? more than Dak Prescott. So we got a minute left, RC. Figuring who? out which quarterback has. Yeah, so who is that? We got, we got one minute left. Who would that be? Someone said Baker Mayfield. I think that's right. But Baker's yeah, at the moment's not a starter, right? Ron Tannehill. Yeah, yeah, no. I think I think when you look at when you look at uh, the, the Tannehills of the world, the, the Baker Mayfields of the world, um, absolutely. I think you got to look at those guys and say, okay, they haven't done a ton with it. You think about some of the, the stuff now. Kirk Cousins has played well, but you think about some of the offensive talent that they've that. had in Minnesota. When you look at Stephon Diggs and um, you can go Adam Thielen. Now you had Justin Jefferson. You've had Dalvin Cook there the entire time as well. I think Kirk Cousins, though the numbers look different. From a winning standpoint, 100%. and moving his team, 
And well, from a getting playoffs, paid you know, standpoint, like Baker yeah, didn't absolutely. get paid. Cousins got paid. And, and, yeah. and, you know, anyway, listen, the great Ryan Clark, ladies and gentlemen, you can check him out all over ESPN plus the podcast, The Pivot. As always, thanks, RC. Does Kyrie Irving make the Lakers a title contender? You weigh in on this next on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.